what is a holding company, what are the benefits of a holding company, what are the drawbacks of a holding company, why should I have a holding company? Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur and property investor. A holding company is a type of business structure that deals specifically with business assets, investments and management. In general, a holding company is a type of business structure that has no operations and does not conduct any activities. And the clues in the name, it holds things, usually shares investments and assets. Uh, some people uh, will own assets through a holding company. And these assets could be uh, shares in other companies, real estate uh, or property, patents or other investments. Uh, the assets can be both tangible and intangible, uh, like goodwill or IP. And generally speaking, uh, many small and medium-sized businesses and property investors uh, believe that it's only large corporations uh, that have holding company structures because they seem to be complicated to people uh, and they haven't come across them before. Uh, but there are many advantages of restructuring your business and splitting your assets uh, into different trading companies or investment companies and having a, a holding company. Uh, so you might be thinking, well, what's a wholly owned subsidiary uh, that belongs to a holding company? Because that's a common question I get asked quite often. When a business is 100% owned by a holding company, uh, then that's when the term wholly owned subsidiary applies because that uh, parent company wholly owns the su subsidiary. A subsidiary or a trading company or an investment company uh, can be a corporation, a limited partnership or a limited liability company. Generally speaking, it and usually is another limited company. Uh, so very basically, uh, a holding company uh, has a number of advantages that other companies would not have if they operated just as a single entity or a single operation. And I'll cover some of those for you because I think you'll benefit from knowing about how the whole structure works. So in other words, a holding company can own multiple other companies. Uh, and if we're talking about real estate, because that's what I usually talk about alongside tax, uh, you have a holding company at the top, uh, which is your real estate company. Uh, and then beneath that, you can own different uh, SPVs, uh, which own property. Or you could say, for example, own a, a bakery, a financial planning service, a dance studio, a restaurant, uh, or anything else. So at the top, you'd have, you'd have the holding company. Beneath you'd have four or five or more uh, companies, uh, which would have separate uh, operations and the advantages are you can add more value like that uh, you've got more control uh, and foresight and oversight uh, you can limit the risk and ring fence in each company and there are tax advantages especially if you're moving things from one company to another company so remember a holding company exists for the sole purpose of controlling other businesses or companies or interests or assets uh, and the reason it does this is to create a group structure uh, which enables you to also scale but also sell individual companies as well. The legal requirements of a holding company according to the Companies Act 2006 section 1159 
for those of you who are interested, a holy company is considered to be a parent of a subsidiary when a parent company holds greater than 50% of the voting rights in a subsidiary. For tax purposes, especially when removing assets over, the test is 75% and not 50%. Uh, but we'll just look at the initial uh, control for now. The parent company is a member of the subsidiary and has the right to appoint or remove a majority of its board of directors. Uh, so that's obviously quite handy and useful, especially if you've got control in case you need to change board members. A parent company is a member of the subsidiary uh, and in a, accordance with uh, uh, the agreement that you should have uh, when you set the company up, which is basically your shareholders agreement, uh, it alone should control a majority of the voting rights in any subsidiary, uh, depending on the arrangement you've got with your other partners, but you want to have control where possible. And generally speaking, you'll probably own most of the SP SPVs anyway, with maybe family members or some other business partners. So advantages of a holding company uh, are that setting up a holding company has a number of advantages, uh, and I'll quickly run you through them. The first one is it helps you minimize risk and helps you to protect assets. Uh, and the best way to set up a holding company uh, is to structure it in a way that obviously works for you, for your business, but also helps you to minimize that risk uh, and minimize the risk in every single given subsidiary and also helps you to protect assets, especially in property, because you want to make sure you ring fence stuff. So if something goes wrong in one company, the other companies are protected. Um, and this obviously happens quite a bit. But let's say, for example, if one of the subsidiaries uh, has to be liquidated or, or goes bust or bankrupt, uh, the creditors obviously receive their remuneration only through that subsidiary company and not from any of the subsidiary company. And as long as there's no cross-guarantees, uh, then on, the only the assets of that company being liquidated uh, are at risk. But obviously, if you're given cross-guarantees, then you'll have a problem or personal guarantees. Uh, therefore, in any case, uh, the one company that would have issues or challenges would be that one company that's going bankrupt and all the other business assets and uh, trading continues as normal. The second thing is limiting liability. Now, this is important in every business because it helps you to mitigate risk uh, and you want to make sure you, you ring fence the liability for every single company in that company uh, so that other companies aren't affected. So this could be signing leases, guarantees, having mortgages, uh, other obligations with your suppliers and your creditors, uh, having the right obviously insurance in places, uh, very, very important. So you want to ring fence that to each company and avoid any cross-collateral guarantees. Easier said than done, by the way, because sometimes you can't get a loan, uh, but you want to make sure you do it as far as possible, because having limited liability, the clues in the name, you want to limit that to something, and having uh, the entire group be responsible for each company defeats the objective, in my opinion, of having a group structure, or a holding company structure. Now, one of the benefits uh, for property investors uh, is that you can hold your business premises uh, in the holding company. Uh, so it's separate and away from your trading company. If anything were to go wrong in your trading company, uh, at least the asset or the main asset that you were, or one of the main assets is protected uh, from any future claim uh, against the company, even if it were to, to go bust. Now, there's also obviously a potential to, to save stamp duty land tax. 
uh, when you're transferring uh, uh, property from one company to the other, as long as there's a 75% group ownership, you can do that by claiming group relief for SDLT purposes. The next benefit is tax. Uh, there are a number of significant tax benefits uh, when you're restructuring your business, uh, which allows you to move cash, move assets, both tangible and intangible, uh, into different entities, especially the holding company by doing a tax-free dividend, uh, and there's no tax charge because it's a tax-free dividend. And if, if you structure it correctly, and you can obtain uh, prior clearance from HMRC if you want, uh, then there are obviously efficiencies in terms of corporation tax, especially if one company is making a loss uh, to write off against another company. There's capital tax uh, gains tax advantages and SDLT advantages too. This brings me on to efficiency. Now, with, with a group, you can have uh, certain synergies across the group. You can have efficiency, you can have a central admin team, a central marketing team, uh, a separate operations team. Uh, which then allows you to get economies of scale and everything is done and managed through one centralized process which gives you more control, gives you more efficiency and enables you to have more control and oversight over the entire business. Uh, and obviously if you have a centralized operation then you can cross-charge or recharge uh, services from for those personnel or those uh, operations or activities into the other companies so that everybody's paying their own way, because that's important. Uh, but centralizing everything gives you that control, gives you the ownership, uh, gives you some responsibility, uh, but also you then can decide how best to run the operations. Uh, and if you have, let's say, uh, a good marketing operation, then rather than having marketing people in each single company, having it centralized will be easier because hiring people who do things exactly the same in six different offices might be difficult. A big advantage is investment opportunity. So if you've got one company and you're running a number of projects and you want to attract equity investors, the existing investors may not be too keen to have other investors who are only investing in a particular project to be investors or equity shareholders of the, that operation. Well, if you've got six different companies, for example, and then you can have six different projects and different investors can choose different projects based on their own appetite risk, uh, looking at the, the return, the, the timeline, the opportunity, their own uh, funding availability and cash pot uh, and obviously looking at who else might be an investor so they might have a preference to work with certain people. Uh, so basically in the nutshell what I'm saying to you is this enables you to raise more capital and create partnerships or joint ventures with more people uh, and over a longer time period and at the same time you're still ring fencing uh, the risk and the opportunity to that one particular company. So that works incredibly well. Another benefit of a group structure, a holding company structure, uh, is that you can then look at riskier investment strategies uh, and have them obviously ring-fenced in a separate company. This could be less if you're doing service accommodation, you might want to do commercial conversions, new builds, or speculative planning opportunities. So you want to keep that in a different company because it's more risky or it's different, uh, and you don't want to jeopardize all the other operations. So from that point of view, it helps you to mitigate that risk as well, but it enables you to venture out and try different things. Uh, and obviously, if those different things or operations work well, there's an additional uh, layer of income uh, stream for you, which is important. Now, there are some drawbacks or disadvantages to a holding company. 
uh, one of the main ones is obviously is administration and the financial requirements of a holding company and subsidiary company, uh, which means you'll have increased costs uh, for things like accountancy fees, company secretary work, if that's relevant, and obviously having different bank accounts for basically managing uh, the entire operation. Uh, and then obviously each subsidiary has to kind of follow a particular formality for its own filing for tax purposes accounts. Uh, so you need to be aware of that. And then you'll have high accountancy fees as well. Some people don't like to have too many bank accounts. That might put you off, but the, you need a different bank account for every single company. You'll have separate accounts for each single company. So keeping on top of that and doing the bookkeeping, financial management, uh, you need to have some controls and processes in place for that. You'll have different employees and managers and officers for different companies. You'll have different employment contracts uh, and HR services, which you can centralize, by the way, but you need to be aware of that. Setting up the structure can be expensive uh, unless you do it right at the start. Most people don't do it at the start and then they need to do something called a share for share exchange. That's not cheap by the way, but you're not looking for cheap. You're looking for something which is efficient, fit for purpose, uh, which is going to help you save money, become lean, ha uh, invest in growth opportunities. Uh, so don't just look at the cost in itself alone. Look at the opportunity and the bigger picture because that's extremely important. Now, some people say, can you own assets in a holding company? The answer is yes, you can do. Uh, you can hive stuff up from an SPV into a, in a holding company, hive it down into an SPV, uh, and, or from one SPV to another SPV. Some people hold uh, assets in a holding company, others don't, because they just use it as a shell to own shares in other companies alongside investments. And others may hold valuable assets, especially uh, their work premises or office or warehouse in a uh, holding company and then leave everything else which is more riskier uh, into a specific SPV or a trading company. Bank funding might be a challenge as well because there are some lenders who don't like the holding company structure uh, so you need to be aware of that. I personally haven't seen any problems but I've heard from certain brokers that sometimes uh, certain lenders don't like the holding company structure because it doesn't give them the overall uh, ex exposure and transparency that they would expect. So that might be a problem for you, especially in real estate and uh, property. Uh, but I think you can get around it uh, because there are some lenders who might not like it. Others don't have a problem and are okay with it. We can then go kind of deeper into having freezer shares, growth shares, having some kind of a, a trust, having separate holding companies for separate people who are interested in that particular business. Yeah, so we can complicate it more, but I just want to keep this video really simple for you, just to give you some of the key things uh, that you ought to be aware of when thinking about whether a holding company works for you. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.